This country was built on a distinctly American work ethic. But today, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and diminished our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make a variety of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more. All made right here in the USA, from growing the cotton and adding the final touches. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs for seamsters, cutters, and factory workers in towns and cities across the United States. And it's about more than an income. Jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I love Victor Queen because he's a hard-on-the-sleeve kind of guy. I think he's coming on Monday's show. When he said, "Why would people wonder why I want to be in this business when people are attacking you every day, I'm like, you know what, Victor? That's why I don't. If people are starting to realize why I'm sitting at this table right now, I'm, I'm over it. I deserve better to be yelled at and treated the way that I was by fans, by teams, by bosses. Uh, but Victor ain't. So I say God bless him. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Yeah, let's get the hashtag going around. Let's get it trending. God bless Victor Queen. How about that? I feel like as we lift the lid on hour two here of your favorite daytime sports talk show, we got a lot to get to, man. Uh, we had Moose last hour, one hour ago from St. Catharines, Ontario, as he makes his way home from the Canada Summer Games. We've had a lot of NFL discussion, CFL discussion. We didn't get to the Blue Jays yet, but we will. We recap the Queen's Plate. But it is my distinct honor to welcome into the program our COO of the Rod Peterson Show Corporation, Mr. Lee Genier, who joins us from Cowtown. How you doing, Lee? Fantastic as always. <laughs> Attaboy. Look, I got so many things I want to get to you with uh, of all those topics that I just said, and I don't really know where to start. You, you've, have you been watching the first hour, or were you on business calls and so forth? Sorry to put you on the spot. I, I, I was watching the show, yeah. Okay. A little bit of both. I can okay. multitask. I cannot. I'm a one-track mind. But I got football questions for you. But how about this? If you were watching one hour ago, I missed the deadline to get a media pass for the Dolphins game Saturday against the Eagles. So I thought that I would buy a ticket, which I did. And the cheapest ticket I could find was $200 US plus a $47 processing fee. And then I find out it's in a luxury suite. I hit click the wrong link. If I clicked the right, I could have been in if I clicked the right link for $6 to watch an NFL preseason game. And I, my question to you is, what the hell? I'll sit in a luxury suite and eat shrimp cocktail and be in a luxury suite. Is that a thing? I never knew that teams sold seats to a luxury suite. If I'm kind of looking forward to it. First I ever heard of it. Yeah, they, they do for sure. Like, I mean, they always usually keep a few that um, so they can kind of build interest, right? Because if, you know, all their luxury suites are sold out, then they don't really have an opportunity for people to enjoy them, right? So they get you in there, they get you hooked, and all of a sudden you're uh, buying a suite next year. So um, <laughs> it is a good you know, 
for two hundred and forty seven dollars, it'll be a great preseason game for you, Roddy. If if yeah, I had your absolutely. money, I would just burn mine. Listen, dust off your platinum credit card or the RP Show checkbook because we're getting a suite in Hard Rock Stadium. Okay, for next season. So there's that. Um, we're talking about Nathan Work, which we'll get to. Seems like a lot of football today, and that's cool. Uh, Ryan in Toronto says, Rod, WestJet is a great nickname. Ca- Kid Canada? Not the best nickname, but that's what they're going with. Lee, what did you think when you heard Nathan Work's going to be out for extended time, the star quarterback of the BC Lions? Yeah, just just devastating news for him. As you know, I'm a huge fan and what he's brought to the league and to see him go down with an injury that, you know, I'm not sure he's going to make it back uh, for the end of the season. If you, you know, I did some research on that type of sprain and having surgery, like I just don't think he's going to go back. So it, it is really disheartening. I know uh, the Lions, I talked to some folks there just uh, and they're pretty devastated. So, um, it, you know, it's bad for the league uh you know it's too bad um but you know i alluded to it last week when we uh when we were talking about what the second half was going to look like and i said you know the big thing there is injuries as well right so we we see an injury that could you know change the trajectory of of the lions this year so yeah no kidding so everybody is seeing that we are just jumping into the deep end woo, with all the topics that we have here today and there are topics I'll come back to this on the uh, the BC Lions in a second. Just on the Canada game, John Ohm, and I do have my gong here in Winnipeg, says, um, only minor complaint on the World Juniors is I would have liked to see more of a red and white Maple Leaf style of jersey on the team uniform. The black didn't do that for me. Again, that's why Lee is so valuable to us for many, many reasons. You're a sports marketer from way back. Black wouldn't have been my color <laughs> every time they took to the ice in the red with the white maple leaf on their socks my heart skipped my heart fluttered when i saw the red canada jerseys the black but it's new and it's funky and do you have a favorite jersey lee and and why would canada go f- with black in such an important game like they did the gold medal game do you think well, you know, I remember when they uh, first went to some black, you know, black jerseys uh, years ago, and they sold a ton of them, right? So, I mean, as you know, teams always have their third jerseys, special jerseys, and um, you know, maybe they just really felt that that black brought out the sinister, as they needed to bring everything, um, and so maybe that's why it was, uh, you know, again. It all generally comes down to selling more jerseys, selling more merch, and uh, and the way that you know, I'm sure that uh, they probably pulled the players and say, "What do you want to wear, wear tonight?" And the guys probably said, "Yeah, we want to wear black tonight." And uh, so, but yeah, I mean, I'm a I'm a big hey red, you know, when Canada's playing, I like to see the red maple leaf too. So, um, but again, it was probably a business decision, along with the guys, ch- you know, chiming in on what they wanted to wear. Yeah, so again, golden corral of sports talk here. Uh, a little bit of everything for everybody, and we'll try to zero in on some topics as we go. But, John, we agree with you, but there was the, um, the adage, Lee, you must know this. You've been around sports longer than me. Not that much longer, but a little longer than me. They've often said that black makes you appear larger. Black jerseys make you look physically 
bigger. I'd love to hear what was the story behind Team Canada. If it's been reported, I missed it. There had to be some sort of lucky run. Maybe the players voted, as you say. But have you heard that? Like when the Riders went to the black jerseys, we sold a ton of those too. Your Stampeders black jerseys were immensely popular. But had you heard that it makes you look physically bigger? Well, I thought they were always black was supposed to be slimming, but uh, I've never heard <laughs> that uh, black <laughs> black uh, um, jerseys made you appear bigger. But I, I mean, they, there is a certain sinister, you know, when you look at, uh, um, you know, certain teams that wear it, whether it's uh, the Raiders. I mean, obviously the Raiders have a notorious history there. So, I mean, you know, black just kind of says, hey, we're here for business. And I know when we used to wear our black jerseys at the Stamps, um, you know, that was, like I say, it was kind of your war colors that were coming out. So, And I mean, hey, at uh, the end of the day, they won. Yeah, well, and from my cousin Christine in Medicine Hat, she says, don't care what color they wear as long as they win, which reminds me of the Edmonton thing and the, the name Victor Kui uh, did address. He's like, I don't, it was an interesting interview with Victor. He's like, I don't care if people want to wear Eskimos jerseys. We have a proud history as a franchise named Eskimos. And I thought that was pretty cool, but he would clearly still want to get as many fans in new jerseys as possible. Um, our rider fans chiming in, and that will be my next point with Lee in a second. There, uh, Jennifer from the Four Seasons writes in and says, where is it? She goes, the rider game was, where did it go? Uh, the Ryder game was all around terrible. It was tough to watch. The whole team was not good. We'll get to that. But uh, we had a viewer in Red Deer, Lee, say, did Don Matthews invent the linebacker slash DB hybrid role, i.e. Senior Mobley went on to be George White, Reggie Hunt? Does Don Matthews get credit for that? that do you know? Um, you know, I couldn't tell you. I mean, you know, Don, you know, Don was a great coach and he might have, uh, you know, he may have invented the hybrid. I certainly, but I, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head for sure. Okay. I never heard that, but I did hear that John Huffnagel invented the five receiver set and spread offense from the Canadian football league. Is that, is that a fact that, you know, I, I would say that for sure. Yeah. I mean, I got a, for sure. John is a uh, incredible mind. So he was an incredible uh, offensive coordinator, as you know, back in the day. Well, that's a wonderful thing about the Canadian football league. It is innovative. The unfortunate thing is now the XFL has entered into an official agreement with the national football league to be exactly that uh, a bit of a Petri dish for all kinds of experiments. And maybe the CFL could still be that, but there wasn't an XFL before, which Let's get to the rider thing because I promised it. And, and by the way, folks, you are watching the RP Show live on Game Plus television across all 10 provinces in Canada and 31 states, including Florida, where I reside. She said the rider game was terrible. They were, all, they were bad all over. They were 28-10, Saskatchewan lost. You and I have covered the Nathan Rourke thing already. The poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is, who should start a quarterback for Saskatchewan in Week 12 at BC? Your options are Cody Fajardo, Mason Fine, or Jake Delagala. Leading the way with 40% of the vote is Mason Fine, the North Texas grad. I voted for Cody Fajardo. Last hour, the Moose voted for Cody Fajardo. And we'll get to Calgary in a second. The viewers are saying Mason Fine. Lee, how would you vote on that poll? You know, I would go with uh, with Cody Fajardo for sure. I mean, he's your starter just because he had a bad game. Like I said, it's, you know, they always have the ability to pull, pull him if 
you know, things are not looking good. Like I say, it is a team sport, is the ultimate team sport. So, you know what, is you go with your starter. I mean, his confidence right now, I think, is at a bit of a low. So I think you need to start him. And then, like anything, is you have the ability to pull him, you know, either at the end of the first or, or the half as well, right? So that's that would be the decision I made as a coach. So I'm sure that's what's going he, through uh, Craig Dick's mind. Yeah, is he getting too much blame slash credit the quarterback and i understand it goes with the position but from what i'm hearing now my phone's blowing up with football insiders saying that duke williams is now hurt uh their top receiver jamal morrow their running back is up four to six with a broken hand shaq evans swerve more that their offense has been inundated with injuries the offensive lines are wreck they have not been the same unit in back-to-back games i don't think for some time and even when they are they aren't playing very good who could play well in this offense? Yeah, and exactly. You know, that like, that kind of goes back to you, you know, all you know, your offense, your defense, your special teams, right? And that, you know, is if your offense is struggling, then you know, your defense is either you know gonna step up and give you the chances with either interceptions or your special teams has to come up with the um you know, maybe jamming the ball away from the offense and uh, and giving the the opportunities there, and that's why I say it's such the ultimate team game because you really have three teams playing out there for you, right? Between your offense, defense, and special teams. Yeah, our viewer, one of our viewers in Edmonton, Rich, says it's crazy how hard Saskatchewan fans are on their quarterbacks. It's crazy. I've realized it now that I've left. They're never going to change. They're always going to be that way. And it's just sad. Crazy is a good term to use for it, but it's just sad. They deserve so much better. Although I will say this, Cody Fajardo wins a Grey Cup. He won't have any, well, he shouldn't have anything to worry about, but even Lancaster won a Grey Cup early in his career, and they still ran him out of town. Sad and crazy is just a very apt term for it. Now, to the Calgary Stampeders. The team for which you starred, Lee, for 19 seasons, pulled Bo Levi Saturday in Toronto and came back to one. So what's the buzz in Cowtown as we open a brand new week with their football team? Well, it's it's amazing how many people had messaged me about, you know, quarterback controversy here. And, um, you know, I don't think it is so much. I mean, you know, again, like I say, uh, Bo Levi had, uh, you know, I'm not going to say great first half i mean he still had 150 yards in the first half he was just a little off and i mean you know what is um, jake meyer coming in behind was i think a great quarterback as too so they have a great one-two punch there so i don't think there is a controversy uh bo levi will start next week and um and uh jake will be there to back him up so you know it's I, you know, I think people read into these things too much is you know you were a goalie goalies get pulled uh, at any point trajectory, so. uh, yeah but you know your guy Wally made a very interesting point about that I'll never forget it I listen I may look like an idiot but I'm not that big of an idiot I remember I would sit and listen to Wally speak and certain guys that there would something could be learned from and Wally said when a goalie gets pulled in hockey the whole team gets a lift when a quarterback gets pulled in football the whole team dies Wally said that. Uh, Interesting. Do you, do you agree with that? 
Um, you know what? Is I've you know, and I've worked with the, you know enough teams, and when I was working with the Stamps, because you know we had different quarterbacks. I I remember you know Jeff Garcia starting, and you know Jeff was a great quarterback, and he would uh, get pulled at the half. And I remember Danny Bear coming in, and the team played completely different um, in the second half than they did at the first. So. You know what? There are some, you know, always mental uh, nuances in players' heads, and um, you know, there could have been, you know, back in the day, some uh, some animosity there. So, you know, players play differently, uh, and you know, again, it's all down to leadership as well. You know, you know, Danny Barrett was a veteran quarterback, a great guy, you know, and so you know, I think he elevated the team. So. You know, I wouldn't say I, I, I agree with Wally because, you know, what is, uh, you know, when you're pulling your quarterback in, it shows as a coach that you have the leadership to make that decision, to make, you know, to, to pull your quarterback, your star quarterback, and what Dave did, and uh, put in Jake Meyer. So uh, that just shows your your passion and your desire to win as well, too, right? And um, that's a great yeah. leadership move yeah. on Dave Dickinson. Just just passing it along. Um, Kevin, my guy Kevin's watching in Eridree, i got to mention. Kevin channeling Kevin Hughes. He's a BC fan living in Calgary, and when Calgary plays, he cheers for the Stamps. Uh, there's a whole lot of CFL talk for you. Um, they're chiming in with NFL, CFL, more World Juniors, so hang on, everybody. We'll be right back. The number is on the screen to text us here. To help steer the discussion, 902-518-3033. Lee Genier is with me. We'll be right back. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network. We're also live streaming on YouTube. Always tell all your friends. And you can always catch the podcast wherever you enjoy your podcasts, including Apple, Google, Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. RP Show continues from South Florida and just ahead of bringing in our co-host on Hour 2 and our COO, Lee Genier. I will tell you that we do have breaking news out of Florida. Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback Tom Brady has returned to the team and is practicing today following an 11-day absence. The 45-year-old left the team on August 11th due to personal reasons. TB12 is heading into his 23rd season of the NFL after retiring earlier this year. It lasted 41 days. And the Toronto Blue Jays will have today off after winning three of four against the Yankees over the weekend. The Jays, who lost 4-2 Sunday by surrendering a two-run homer in the seventh with the game tied 2-2, will visit Fenway Park in Boston for a three-game series this week. Bring the thrill of the track to your fingertips with Woodbine's Dark Horse Bets app. Its AI-powered insights and strategies help you make smarter bets straight out of the gate. Feel the excitement of live-streamed horse races wherever you go. Just because the Queen's plate's over doesn't mean you still can't wager on horse racing. Download the app for free at playdarkhorse.com. Available for Android and Apple devices. Also for Ballers Rec Room, your official home of Slow Pitch, open Wednesday to Sunday. And for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. Can we please bring in uh, Lee Genier now? And people are gravitating towards... Football talk, Lee, uh, and the CFL fans are alive today. Let me read a few. John in Rosetown writes in, and he says, the quarterback decision in Sask can either be 
Cody or Mason. If they don't fix the O-line, it won't matter if Tom Brady is there. There's no time to throw the ball. From Grant in Kelowna, B.C., he's watching on Game Plus Television, where we are channel 924 on the Telesoptic Cable Package. Grant says, good morning, Rod. Nathan Rourke is out for B.C. I like how Mason fine played. In the CFL, you need a mobile quarterback that can run and throw the ball. Cody's having trouble running, obviously, due to wearing a knee brace. And Steven in uh, North Dakota says, Golden Corral, is Bonanza still open? Come on and get it. Now I require Angus steak. No, all Bonanzas are closed. Uh, on the Fajardo thing, my take, the reason I wanted to read that before I asked you, Lee, is I'm thinking if he's hurt, why is he out there? Is that a fair comment yeah, or not? Yeah, I would agree. Like, you know, obviously it's affecting his play. Um, why is he out there is for, for sure is the, is the number one question. Because obviously, you know, he's playing with a brace on his knee. How, you know, how bad or how deep is that injury for sure? And if it's limiting him, which it seems to be when I watched, you know, when I'm watching him play, he really has limited mobility there. So, um, you know, maybe that is why, you know, he got old. You never know what, uh, like I say, what kind of conversations uh, happen there with, um, with Craig Dickinson in the game. but. They, they obviously know he's hurt and, uh, and to what extent, right? So and they put Mason in and, um, you know, obviously he, he had a great dr- drive and, um, but then kind of sputtered in the second half as well. Right? Text line open 902-518-3033 with whatever you'd like to talk about. Um, Janelle writing in in Saskatoon. She says, is Cody Fajardo out there because Cody wants to be out there, or is that a Dickinson thing? Well, it is generally up to the coach, I would think. And uh, by the way, we will get around to the National Football League in a second, and the general manager of the Saskatchewan Rush, Derek Keenan, is coming up next segment. But you don't, it's a good, good enough question from Janelle. I mean, you don't leave it up to the player, do you, Lee? I mean, I've been present where I've had coaches walk up to a player and say, how's the knee? Feeling great, coach. Ready to come back? He goes, great. One more week. And then move on. You can't go by what the player says. The coach needs to intervene, does he not? Yeah, yeah, for sure he does. I mean, players are generally, you know, whether you know whatever their state of mind is, they might go, yeah, I'm ready to play. But again, the, you know, the coach and coaching staff is going to see a completely different lens there and the way they're playing. And again, going back to the mobility and what it's actually going to take to win a game too, right? So um, okay, it's never going to be up to the player. It shouldn't be. And uh, this is what our viewers want to settle into today, and I'm here for it. If there's any other topics you'd like to get to, write to us. Um, Nelson Hakowicz writes in, he assume, I assume he's referring to Fajardo. He said his torn, he has a torn pectoral, and that surgery could be impacting him as well. He seems to throw rainbows down the field now and not crisp on target passes from viewer andrew he says i believe fajardo's playing because the team and the organization are in a desperate situation i see some changes coming at the end of the season so let's talk about that we just passed they just played the 10th hole lee of the 18 holes that are a cfl season right they're into the second half which storyline do you see changing bc could drop like a stone and not win another game without nathan Rourke. that's a distinct possibility do the winnipeg blue bombers continue with their pedal to the metal and i don't know why they wouldn't 
They've got the Calgary Stampeders in there this week, and you said earlier you expect Bo will start this week for Calgary, as do I. But what first-half CFL narrative lead do you see changing in the second half for, for whatever reason? Yeah, I mean, I think we'd have to go with the obvious is NBC um, with with Nathan Rourke out and may not return. I'm going to, you know, like I say, I'm going to go out and say he's not going to return. So they're going to have to adjust um, the, their offense and uh, in the second half, right? And like you say, is, you know, I've seen teams, you know, with, with great quarterbacks go down and then they struggle in the second half or whatever that um, the remaining games are. So this will really kind of really show us what, uh, what the whole BC lines are made up of and, uh, and how they adjust to this injury and um, with their back up in there. Well, it's interesting. Um, Kevin in Airdrie says, Bo hasn't been the same since he hurt his leg. Jeff the Stams fan says, hey, Rod, Bo for Fajardo? You got to offer more than that. Um, I get what you're saying. Um, that topic has come up. I heard it over the weekend, a straight up Bo by Mitchell for Cody Fajardo. And um, I think it's, I, I think it's poppycock, but Lee and I have both worked in the yeah. CFL since the 90s, and I'm sure you read my weekend column, Lee. I said if there's one thing I learned about this league, anything can happen, like anything. So if you're expecting something to make sense, that's your first mistake. But if you're Calgary, why would you help out the Riders? Why would you do that? No. Yeah, and they're not going to do that. I mean, the, the most interesting talk I, I heard about uh, Vernon Adams Jr. coming maybe coming west um, from the Alouettes. Um, you know, again, he's a great quarterback that you would want in your, you know, as in your second spot too. But, you know, he could be very well may, be making a, a trade to uh, Saskatchewan. I see that. I could see that happening. You got to remember, well, obviously, uh, Saskatchewan hosting great cup. Mm-hmm. They desperately want to be in it as well. Well. Ryan in Toronto writes in, he says, it's interesting to consider a quarterback shuffle in the CFL. And, uh, you know, I said that we would save Fridays for football, but if it turns out being Mondays, given where we are in the calendar, I'm all for that. I mean, I kind of thought it made the CFL look rather bush to have these quarterbacks changing to the regard that they do. But then you look at the NFL, when they fire up here right away, you know, you got Matt... uh, Ryan is the quarterback in Indy. Carson Wentz is in Washington. Deshaun Watson, after 11 games, is going to be in Cleveland. It seems to be a football thing, not necessarily a CFL versus NFL thing. But I don't like to play general manager. Never have. And that's not even just because I'm not a football guy, per se. You are. But even as a hockey fan, I don't try to be a general manager. I don't. And I don't try to be an offensive coordinator, either. Everybody is up Jason Maz's back, Saskatchewan offensive coordinator. And my thing is, if I've never done it, I'm not going to offer criticism on the guy that is doing it. But I don't think you mind, Lee, and you worked in CFL front offices and pro sports front offices. If you were the general manager of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, what are you doing to turn this season around? Yeah, I mean, I think I'd, I'd really have to sit down with my quarterbacks and just ask them where they're at. You know, like I say, again, it's a, it's a completely team game, um, as you know. So 
you know, I would have to look at the quarterbacking situation there, and and that's where they seem to have been struggling. Cody, you know, Cody is definitely struggling there. So, um, you know, do you bring somebody in? Like I say, it is every GM, every coach. Like I say, it's not about next year or the year after. It's about this year, and they, you know, they will want to make a run. The pressure is on them, so they very well might might look to make a move. And bring in Vernon Adams. So, um, you know, that's, that's, I would seriously be considering that because, like I say, is, uh, you know, there is uh, no next year. It's just tomorrow or next week's games that's going to be the most important thing for the riders at this point. Fantastic Canadian sports talk here today. That's what we do on the RP show on a daily basis. And, uh, we're, we're kind of giving you an inside look at how things go. Like I, for Saskatchewan, I don't know that they're at desperation mode yet. The CFL trade deadline is usually around October 10th, but let's remember that the season's been moved up. I don't know what the trade deadline is this year. Somebody can maybe write in and tell us what it is. I don't know that they're at that desperate point just yet, Lee, but if it continues this way, they will be. And what's interesting is to throw up the thing again, the graphic, the poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is who should Saskatchewan start a quarterback Friday at BC? We've got their three quarterbacks that they have listed on their roster, Cody Fajardo, Mason Fine, or Jake Dolagala. And leading the way right now is Mason Fine. The backup is always the most popular quarterback in Ryderville. I don't think the team is looking at polls to decide who to start a quarterback, Lee, I think right now they're going ba- game by game, and they'll put the guy out there that they think gives them the best chance to win. That's always the case, and that should be Cody Fajardo. But did you do this in Calgary? We did this in Saskatchewan. I had a general manager that I'm not going to say who he was, but he's very good, call me into his office and say, why don't you put this out on your radio show? We might let this guy walk in free agency. I'd just like to know what the fan reaction is, because if the fans don't really care, I'm going to let him go. He's asking for a lot of money. So in some cases, the teams do want to know what the public thinks. And, and I'm going to tell you, this GM was very good. So it's not like, oh, yeah, he's listening to a fans. He's an idiot. No, no, he was good. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, they could always test the waters and see what the fan reaction is. <laughs> like, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, you are in, a, in the business of sport, right? So, you know, at the end of the day, they're selling tickets and merchandise. Um, and so, you know what, if they want to test the waters that way, I mean, using the media is, is always, you know, is, you're going to get the reaction there, right? And from your hardcore fans that, you know, are really going to put it out there. But, you know, in the Saskatchewan um, situation, I'm going to guess that um, that all the, you know, the quarterbacks are going to just, you know, backup's going to get more reps in practice this week. And they're probably going to really evaluate uh, throughout the week. And, uh and Craig Dickinson will make probably make that. It'll be a last minute, um, I'm going to guess, decision, uh, to pay, you know, depending on how they you know, perform in practice this week. So, Why do you think the Riders would open the week and not know who's going to start, but Calgary does know? You're, you're just guessing, of course, but what, what's the difference? Why do they not both know who's going to start this week, both teams? Well, I think it's glaring that um, Cody does have an injury. Like I say, is is he did not look good, and he has not looked good in the last few games. I think the Bo Levi is a little different of a situation. That uh, you know, like I said, he had 149 yards uh, when 
when they uh, put him out at the half, which, you know, that would have put him on, on track for probably a 300 and some yard game. Um, maybe Dave was just seeing something there that he didn't like. And, um, you know, what, whether it was the receivers not finishing their assignments or, you know, Bo Levi's uh, timing was off, right? So, again, you know, they, they will, they'll go through, pra- you know, uh, practice this week. Is maybe Jake Meyer gets more reps in, in practice as well because uh, they know that he, you know, when, when he had to come in, I'm going to say a couple of years ago now, that he played really well and, and took the team down a stretch there. But, you know, Bo obviously is their starter and he's a proven winner as well, right? So um, that's that's why where my rationale comes in and uh, it's your your job to lose. But, you know, what is um, unless there's something glaring there, again, if he's injury, uh, they'll make that decision behind uh, behind the, the scenes. And you never know that because generally coaches aren't going to release that information. Yeah, well, I'll just say this. Um, they're all guessing, which I wanted them to, which general manager it was. And I'll never say, here's the general managers that I've worked with in my time, 20 seasons with the Riders. Alan Ford, Roy Shivers, Eric Tillman, Ken Miller was the GM, Brennan Tamman, Chris Jones. And by the end, I was okay with them asking me to put that out into the media. That was, but by the end, because the regime changed, they weren't telling me anything or asking me anything. So I had to go on the air every day and guess what they wanted. And then they would bring me in and say, you need to make us look good. I said, you need to make yourself look good. I have no idea what you want. And then it literally became, okay, time to leave. Uh, Lee, wonderful job. Far too fast. Thanks for coming on, uh, my friend. Have a great day. You as well, Roddy. It's pleasure as always. Yeah. Speaking of general managers, Derek Keenan of the Saskatchewan Rush joins us next. We got overtime coming up as well in viewer takeover where we put a bow on things with everything you want to talk about. We're watching, uh, you're watching the RP show live from South Florida on the Game Plus television network. We're also live streaming on YouTube and 24 hour sports radio streaming now at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. RP Show continues from sunny South Florida as we open a brand new week with episode number 825 of your favorite daytime sports talk show. It is the offseason in the National Lacrosse League, but you wouldn't know it following the transactions of my favorite team, the Saskatchewan Rush. Their general manager, Derek Keenan, joins us today to update us on that and other things. A whole lot of things. Uh, Derek, thanks for the time here in the middle of August, man. Been a busy time for you here lately. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Rod. What are you doing in Florida down there? That's that's nice. Um, you've been here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, good <laughs> but, for uh, football if, training. Football training camp, or yeah, no, no, no. yeah, I, that's where I'm. I spent all winter here last year. Listen, talk to your guys. Talk to Todd nice. Warwick. They all know. This is where I am in the winter, and uh, well, I guess it's summer. Uh, I'm, I'm here too. Nice. Listen, nice. If they ever well, get a, if they ever get an NLL team in South Florida, which I think that they should, I will be all over it. But you can't really nice. ex- uh, complain about the locations in the NLL since even since you stepped off the bench. Yeah, Vegas coming in this year. There used to be a team in Orlando way back, not that far back, but 
you know, there was a team at one time, didn't last too long, but so yeah, it's uh, be <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, it's, uh, you always like those road trips, that's for sure. Well, the, but it's, the it's, one thing it's, that's one of those places. It's yeah, Go ahead. it's one of those places too that makes it difficult to keep free agents like we have. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know why. What my Florida friends say because I listen. You know me long enough. I'm extolling the virtues of the NLL down here, and they're like, "We don't like to be inside." And I'm like, "Yeah, I get mm. that." Ask the Panthers, ask the Tampa Bay Rays, but uh, I'm not giving up the ghost, anyways. But um, I tell you what, it's good news and bad news for the rush too. You got Kyle Rubish back, an absolute mm-hmm. living legend, but Chris Corbeil gone. Um, it's been quite the moving target your roster this summer. Yeah, I mean, it, it started with expansion, of course, and you know we uh, we you know they took Jeff Cornwall, which was a tough unprotect for us. We kind of chose Dilks ahead of him, just knowing we could franchise him, and probably he's going to be our our future captain with Corbeil gone. So it was a bit of strategy there. But then he ended up in Calgary, which kind of I wasn't too happy about. But that's that's the way it goes. So. No, I mean we, you know, we we want we want to play by the rules, and and we have a salary cap, and and we have um, a certain amount of bonus money that we're allowed to spend. We don't have a lot of guys that live in the market, so we don't have a lot of of off field employment, so called, that other teams can do. Um, so we, it's difficult for us to keep these guys forever. And but you know, and I'll tell you, Chris Corbeil, he's been you know, 10 years, just a tremendous leader for us and uh, a huge part of our success and our championships. And he's going to be missed. But I think if you look at our last, you know, couple of draft classes, we've already started to rebuild that back end. And it's very reminiscent of the way it was 10 years ago when Corbeil and Rubish and Dilks and Cornwall and Thompson were all young guys. And, uh, you know, with with uh, uh, Holden Garland and Connor McClellan, Bobby Kidd, and the two kids that are going to be with us this year, uh, Barnable and, and Boudreaux, we've already started to rebuild what we had 10 years ago. So um, to keep Kyle is really important because we think we need that mentorship, and we've got a lot of that along with, with Dilks and, and Matt Beers too. So um, we like what we see. We, we'd like to maybe fill one more hole, but um, so far, you know, I, I think it was really key to keep Kyle and um you know as a veteran guy and he's still you know he's an all pro again this year you know he's he's uh he is the best defender in league history and not many would argue that and uh he's still got lots left in the tank so we were happy to have him back well i'll piggyback on one of the viewers questions here nelson he's a big member of the rush nation season ticket holder he says what can the fans expect of the rush team given what feels like the loss of some major pieces I don't think you've even mentioned Jeff Shatler. I mean, these are the fans love these guys, mm-hmm. Derek, and it's uh, as you know. So, what would be your message to the Rush Nation? Well, you're gonna you're gonna see. Uh, you know, I know that we've only been in in Saskatoon or Saskatchewan since 2016, so they didn't see the full build of how we built the team mm-hmm. starting back in like 2011, 2012, and. A lot of it was based on tremendous athleticism from the back end and speed and skill. And that's what you're going to see. You're going to see a real high-tempo brand of lacrosse from the rush. And, uh, you know, we'll miss shots. You know, he, he decided to retire, but we really like 
Marshall Palace, what he brings. Another young kid we got, um, Clark Walter, who was on our practice roster last year. You know, uh, we got a, the sixth pick in the draft this year. So, um, you know, we, we like we like the future, and we still got some veteran leadership uh, on, on both ends of the floor with Matthews and Church and a couple other guys, and of course the guys I mentioned on the back end. So, um, you're going to see high tempo. We're going to push the pace, and uh, um, these guys are enthusiastic. They're physical. Um, you know, they're they're and they're a skilled group too. You know, we're going to score from the back end. And, uh, you know, we'll probably have some growing pains defensively, but them being really good athletes and smart players, I think they'll catch on very quickly. Do you feel like if you'd had two to three more games last year, you'd have made the playoffs the way it was going? Yeah, for sure. We started playing really well. And, you know, if we had started a couple games sooner than that, playing that well, you know, we beat a couple of really good teams down the stretch. And uh, we, we felt that, it was just too little too late and we we're, we're sitting there in a position where we're looking for help and that's never a position you want to be in and and this year you know our plan is to not be there our plan is to be back at the top again and it's going to be a tough competition i think you know i think you know calgary is still going to be really good and, and colorado really good and san diego made improvements again so it's going to be a tough division for us um but uh, we we like our team so far and like i said we're still trying to make a couple of little uh, ads here and there going forward. Well, I, I, I'm smiling because I'm thinking about now. I, it never dawned on me till you said it. These, Sask- these Saskatchewan fans have been pretty spoiled putting banners in the rafters. <laughs> as you say, they never saw. You know what I mean? They don't. They're like, what? What are you talking about? Yeah. Miss the playoffs, right? <laughs> have you ever thought of? I'm sure you have thought about that. <laughs> oh, I have. <laughs> but you know what? Though the nice thing, you know about about them though is that. You know, we had our struggles this year. We played pretty well at home. We struggled on the road, but even we had a couple of stinkers at home too. And I never heard a boo. So, you know, right to the very end, they cheer for us. And and our guys love that. You know, the guys love playing in front of them. We got a great fan base and uh, they have a lot of fun at the games. And, and we're looking forward to rewarding them this year by getting back in the playoffs and making a run at it. I should mention, we only have two minutes left, but tell me about your new coach and what has you excited about the uh, direction under Mr. Quinlan? Uh, he's, he's a, he's one of my favorite guys in the game. You know, he's so enthusiastic and well-respected by the guys and a lot of fun to be around. And he's, he's basically driven me crazy all summer though, as my now new head coach and associate GM, because he's always looking every day to get better. And that's the way he's got to be you know, going forward. So, uh, but he's going to be, he's going to be great. You know, he's, he's a real good communicator. He's stayed in constant touch with our, all of our guys, even since the season ended. And uh, he's going to do a nice job for us. And, and he'll, he, he's big thing about Jimmy, I think, is he, he genuinely cares about the guys and he cares more about what's going on in their lives. And that's really important in our business because they have big parts of their lives outside of lacrosse. So, and guys appreciate when, you know, a coach genuinely cares about that. And I think that's a big part of Jimmy's character. No doubt. Well, I could uh, do this. I could go on for hours with you, Derek. It seems like we always can. Let's do it again a little more, if you don't mind. And uh, I guess if you ask why I'm in Florida, why does Ryan like, why does Ryan like L.A. so much? Same reason. <laughs> yeah. so. Hey, he's, he's, okay. living, hees living it there, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you, you get it. You get it. Dad, but yeah. 
Yeah, I get it. A little too far away from dad, but we went out and had a nice visit with him in uh, early June because we weren't in the playoffs. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's liking it for, I don't know how long Good it's going to be there, but at least another year or so. Yeah. All right, Rod, great awesome. being on. Thanks for this. Yeah, enjoy the rest of summer. Okay. Take care, man. Bye-bye. The general manager of the Saskatchewan Rush, Derek Keenan. We'll be right back with a viewer takeover in overtime right after this. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus television network. We're also live streaming on YouTube, as you know, and 24-hour sports radio streaming now at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Okay, here we go. One more time. One last time from beautiful South Florida. I got to tell you, that's hilarious because if you were just watching the interview with Derek Keenan, I get it all the time. Why South Florida? And I always say, have you ever been here? Oh, oh yeah, I have. It's the greatest place on earth. So that's where the RP show's based for the time being, and we're loving it. It is overtime, proudly brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home for the UFC and the National Football League. And uh, where do we start? Today was, can we call it overreaction Monday? As we close the book on week 11 in the CFL, looking forward to week 12 in the CFL. Uh, close the book on week two in the NFL preseason, which actually closes tonight. We do a thing called Sports on Tap, or we used to. I write it down every day. I don't always get to it on the air, but sports on tap tonight. It's a light one. But the National Football League, I don't know how they did it. Somebody needs to write a manual or a thesis on how they become what they've become. Tonight's Atlanta at New York Jets game is going to be awful. Those two teams are dog poop. But they're playing, and you're going to be watching. 8 p.m. Eastern on TSN 1 and 3, ESPN down here, the Big Kahuna, and the Zone. And then in the Major League Baseball, the Blue Jays are off. How did the NFL do it? I don't know the answer to that. What my takeaway from the program today is, and as you know, I wrap this up over time. Well, usually Moose is with us for it, but we gave him the rest of the day off. Um, I can handle it on my own. Viewer takeover. Wilf, I believe, is a Ryder fan. He's watching in Steinbach, Manitoba, and he says, Cody Fajardo has a bad knee and a bad arm. Tells me not much confidence in their backups. I guess that's why I started this. It's been a big CFL day. And I had BC Lions people tell me way back in the springtime, they said, your show could be a tremendous asset for the Canadian Football League. I knew that. I was waiting for them to say that. Where did the NFL... Well, I'm getting off track here, but all the networks, all the networks have the TV rights. All the networks have shows built around the games, talking outside the games. The NFL Network itself, which isn't going to broadcast tonight's game, but this week's Cowboys game is on the NFL Network. 
I'm not going to get it. I know if I was running the CFL, how I would get it, what I would do to get more prominence and notoriety. But that's just me. So we're doing it here with our show. And I'll say with Victor Quee, Victor Quee was on last hour. He's like, I'm watching you, Rod. You're always hustling. Not as much as I used to. I hustle a lot smarter. We've got a tremendous team now. Clark, Jordan, Ryan, Paul, Rolf. How about that's that? his name. That's his name. Rolf. Um, Moose, obviously. Lee, Morgan, Jimmy Two Tables, Joe, Paul, Melody. It's a big team. So, yeah. Rich in Edmonton says, South Florida is outstanding. No need to justify it to anyone. Thank you, Rich. I appreciate you. I can watch and cover the CFL from down here just fine. It's so beautiful here. Hmm. Jason in Red Deer writes in and says, you can call it overreaction Monday as long as Pat McAfee doesn't hear you call it that. LOL. I haven't heard from Pat in a while. Is that what he calls it, overreaction Monday? I don't know. We're on at the same time as him, so I don't know what he says. My cousin Christine in Medicine Hat says, best orange juice I've ever had was in Florida. Yeah. I think it was invented here. Um, ah, from Stacy. Uh, Stacy Champagne watching at Access. World Headquarters says, love that shirt, Rod. So do I. It actually says Brady 12 on the back. And we're going to have a lot more NFL coverage this week on the RP Show. Ryan in Toronto says, Victor, this is I'm saying this, last minute of play in the RP Show. Last minute of play. Uh, Ryan in Toronto says, Victor Quee is going to look sharp in his RP gear. Randy from Winnipeg says, the, watched the replay of the Friday show. Nice interview with Sarah Orleski. That's your thing. Like, two-thirds of our viewers aren't even watching live. It's the wildest thing ever. And Sarah was so great. What do we got tomorrow, Clark? Do we know? We don't know yet, do we? Nice. That's all we need. Jim Clubber Lang to talk NFL. Enjoy your day, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. Where's my pen? I have it here, trust me. Here it is. See you tomorrow at noon Eastern here on Game Plus Television. So I punched him. Of course you did. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. 
And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.